looking for the intros here. Stuff disappeared on my computer. I didn't see it either, which is why we had the the very, very racist song queued up. <laughs> why is it I mean, racist? It was only racist given the eye contact. Sorry. It just drives it home. All right, we're going to start the show. Here we go. Here we go in one second. One second. Nope, and nope. there. There it is. Here we go. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Roughly. Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience you guys. in a show called... Oh, welcome Stab. to Stab. Welcome to Stab. Welcome to Stab. I'm... Uh... Glad to be here, here on Broadway, 1710 Broadway, Sacramento, California, 9581-818. If you guys want to send us some mail, go ahead and do that. Um, are you ready to meet your contestants? Yes, good, yes, woo! Steve Ferris, Christy Farley, Court Hansen, and Jesse Jones. I'm your host, John Morris Ross IV. Thank you. Thank you guys for being here. I really, I don't feel good. I may, I may uh, not make it through the end of the show. So, Court, the show's yours. If I die, if you want it. Yeah, I'll bring so much energy to it. <laughs> well, on that, on that topic, in a, in a bit that isn't going to make the show, uh, when we were booking this at the last minute, uh, we'd already had court lined up, right? And then I came in with my idea of who else to put on. John told me you got Stephen Ferris. All right, right that's awesome. But my suggestion was going to be Ray, Ray Molina. Molina. So we would have had court, Steve Ferris, and Ray Molina with like the exact same energy. <laughs> right. Yeah. It would have sounded yeah. like the same person for three yeah. quarters of the show, and it would have been insane. It would have been so, hilarious. It would have been great, yes. yeah. But it would have been oh, yeah. so fucking weird. Just so thank you quiet. for breaking this up, Christy. You, you yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for saying yes. <laughs> You're to welcome. Show. Love the show. Um, hey, Steve. <laughs> What's up, John? <laughs> <laughs> What's new? Um, just been doing a lot of overtime at work. Yeah. And, uh, What's that like? Um, it's actually not that bad. It's kind of uh, invigorating. <laughs> are you on salary or you get time and a half? Uh, I think I get time and a half. You I think? Time and, time and something. It's more than time. <laughs> than time. Hey, Christy. Hey. What's up with you? Nothing much. <laughs> Just got a shitty new job. Did you? Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Uh, <laughs> no. No? Okay. <laughs> That's fair. It's at a really dirty cafe. Oh. I guess I do want to talk about yeah, it. You, yeah, yeah. That's good. Well, great. I like your glasses, Court. Thank you. When did you get them? Uh, I got them recently. They're, um, <laughs> they're, they're the kind that you're supposed to wear indoors when you look at screens a lot uh, uh -huh. because they're supposed to help with eye strain and headaches. 
And um, because I'm a pathetic liar, uh, that's an excuse for me to wear these glasses that I think look cool. <laughs> they, they do look cool. Yeah. I like them. Thank you. What do you guys think? Crowd, yeah? <clears throat> Jesse Jones. Hi there. Yeah. Let's <laughs> play stab. It scared me and I pushed the button. Oh, Jesus. It's loud. Uh, this first segment is called uh, Reorganization. Please take this following acronym. Reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Uh, being that September is National Childhood Obesity Awareness Month, today's acronym is Husky. H-U-S-K-Y. Husky. Steve, what does Husky mean to you? Okay, I put... Uh, <clears throat> it means uh, hunt, undermine... Stalk and kill younglings. <laughs> Why? This, uh, this is uh, Anakin, Anakin Skywalker's mantra as a frustrated young man. <laughs> he basically wanted to take out all the younglings and any advantages they might have. That's the undermine part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he really liked cutting the obese ones in half with a lightsaber. And hearing the grease sizzle like bacon <laughs> as the blade cauterized each side of meat. He didn't eat them, but he liked the smell. <laughs> Later, there was an awkward moment when Luke told him about the time Han cut open a tauntaun and put him inside and how bad it smelled. And then... Uh, Anakin, this is after he died, wanted to tell Luke about how the youngling smelled, but it felt weird because he didn't think he was that guy anymore. But the Tauntaun story made him think of it, and it felt good. He was like, okay, so there is still good in me, but that doesn't mean there isn't still some bad left. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> are, you, are we done with our stab orgasm? <laughs> stabgasm, stabgasm. I, uh. Christy, what does husky mean to you? I, uh, I wrote, uh, hugging underage snakes kills you. <laughs> it's true. Yes, young snakes, when hugged, Emit a fast-acting neurotoxin that can stop your heart in mere seconds. A high-five or a handshake with a young snake is fine, but don't hug or it'll be your time. <laughs> Death comes for us all. Do you really want to spend your last waking moments on this earthly plane hugging an underage snake? <laughs> Wait for them to get a little older. You can identify a snake that has come of age by their large reading glasses, the appearance of a tweed jacket on the snake's torso, and a sudden interest in World War II. Remember, hugging an underage snake kills you, so fist bump instead. Very good, very good, Mr. Farley. <clears throat> Court Hansen, Husky, what's it mean to you? Uh, husky means helping you sell kids yogurt. 
Do you feel misunderstood? Does your mustache, be it bushy or a little too wispy, make children go running when you offer them a sweet, cold treat on those sweaty Sunday afternoons? Well, they won't be at ga- uh, well, they won't be able to get away from flavor. With your support, House Bill 13575 or the Husky Act will loosen restrictions on entrepreneurs like yourself who wish to break into the frozen yogurt and ice cream markets but are too caught up in red tape and background checks to get permits. Husky, or helping you sell kids yogurt, will get Big Brother off your back when you try and set up shop near playgrounds and schools. (laughs) Under HB... 13575, men, and yes, even a few women, after all, it is 2018, like you, will be free to operate your businesses near children without Uncle Sam getting up into your business about how many feet away you are from school grounds. The only reason you'll be going door to door whenever you move to introduce yourself will be because you're so stocked up with so many push pops and gumball eye spongebobs that you won't know what to do with yourself. Big government should do what it does best. Stay out of our way. Spread spread the word about the Husky Act. After all, Billboard magazine thinks it's adorable that Drake is texting I miss you so much and giving dating advice to the 14-year-old girl from Stranger Things. So why should the frozen dairy industry suffer just because all the things you do and say and wear are considered creepy? (laughs) If you would like to learn more, visit our affiliates on the web at nambla.org and and (laughs) breitbart.com. Very good. Very good, Court. I got it like halfway through. I was like, oh! Very good. Jesse Jones, Uh what does Husky mean to you? Hi. I'm Internet Audio's Jesse Jones. (laughs) You may know me from this program you're listening to right now and absolutely nothing else. If you're familiar with my fast-paced lifestyle, or even if you aren't, you know that I'm an important go-getter. Always on the go, and always getting once I'm there. (laughs) And if you're anything like me, which I hope for your sake you're not, you, like me, love butter and cheese more than being thin. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Woo! Butter and cheese! Yeah! And you simply don't have the time or discipline to count complicated points or carbs or really look at any sort of nutritional information of any kind whatsoever. So if any of this describes you, I'm sorry, but maybe you should try my easy-to-follow eating system. It's so easy, even a stupid, dumb dummy like me can do it. Forget all those other complicated routines and just eat husky. Healthy, unless something's kind of (laughs) yummy. Over the last 15 years, I've regularly yo-yoed up and down 40 to 60 pounds every year. (laughs) How do I manage what most doctors would probably call a very healthy and not at all troubling diet regimen? It's simple. Whenever I finally get to a point where looking into the mirror makes me want to throw up, I buckle down and muster up enough willpower to deny myself all of life's pleasures and get out to that weights building 
where they store all those treadmills. (laughs) (laughs) And start picking stuff up and putting stuff back down over and over like some kind of jerk. (laughs) And that's not even the most important part of the feudal battle. The other half is to make sure you eat husky. Healthy, unless something's kind of (laughs) yummy. Eggs, sure, those are probably good. Tuna? Yeah, I can tolerate that every now and then. Cheese and butter? Mmm. But not so much that it makes the rest of this delicately balanced house of cards a complete waste of fucking time. Pizza? I'm not ready for that downward spiral just yet. (laughs) Now please, get the fuck out of my house. (laughs) So if you want to lose some weight, just never all the weight you want. Just remember to eat like me. Eat husky, healthy, unless something's kind of yummy. Very good. That was reorganization. Very good. And that brings us to our next segment. The topical haiku challenge. The topical, the topical haiku challenge. Right. That's a great fan. Look at that. Oh, wow. That's, that's great. <laughs> People on stage, except me, please have composed three haiku in regard to the following topical story. The headline reads, scientists give a bunch of octopuses (laughs) ecstasy and they start acting like humans. (laughs) Haiku go. Steve Ferris, your first of three haiku. Okay, and I I titled the whole section uh, Junkies with Eight eight Legs to Shoot Up Into because that's a line from a Neil Hamburger joke. Okay. That's about. It has octopuses in it. Okay. 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 Scientists always act like humans because science is a human thing. (laughs) 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 Fucking Jesus. I feel like I did MDMA right. (laughs) Just that understanding you had to have. All right. Christy. Turns out octopuses love glow sticks and inappropriate touching. (laughs) Court. This reef is so soft. Pretend the music is good. Eight tendrils of funk. (laughs) Very good. I feel like we're going to be touching on a lot of the same uh, material here, but mine... Ties to, my first one ties directly to Christie's first. <laughs> Case study 7A, 45 minutes into dose, is the title of the first one. <laughs> Doctor, come quickly. Something's wrong. We seem to be missing eight glow sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. We have eight more to do. <laughs> Let's see how... Uh, see how thin this premise was? Yeah, it was pretty see how thin. how far we journeyed away from it? I don't know. It was an interesting story when I read oh, it. it was, a yeah. very interesting story. All right, uh, Steve, you're second of three. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jed, come here, look. I gave the puss some E, man. <laughs> I am on E, too. <laughs> <laughs> Christy. 
should we cure cancer? Nah, let's just get these cephalopods high as fuck. <laughs> Very good. Well, if you liked that, you'll love. It's not a question of whether we should drug them. It's why not drug them. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> Jesse. Uh, case study 7A. 135 minutes into dose. <laughs> Subject has spent an hour searching waterproof DJ equipment. <laughs> you guys are doing good. It's not yeah. that thin yeah. of a premise thing. No, all I right. think we're doing all right. Fuck you, Jesse. <laughs> sorry. I take it back. I've always wanted to say that. I'm sorry. I, just I take it back, <laughs> but reserve the right to <laughs> yeah, right. take it back. Back. All right. <laughs> Steve, you're third of three. I think this one's good, too. Uh, <laughs> dude, we should remake that movie, Octopussy. <laughs> but put them on E. <laughs> Very good. Christy. An octopus has nine brains, and all of them are way into Skrillex. <laughs> <laughs> Billions of years, natural selection works, but drugs are more fun. <laughs> I, I had one that had Skrillex in it, so I'm glad I wrote a fourth. Uh, <laughs> case study 7A. 255 minutes into dose. Subject continues grinding its beak and trying to hand me flyers. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That was the topical haiku challenge. Yes. That brings us to our next segment, the third of five segments, uh, called This Was Today Once. Uh, oh, you guys sat in the wrong order. <laughs> we'll go. Christy. On this date, 1745, uh, a Hanoverian uh, army is defeated in 10 minutes by the Jacobite forces of Prince Charles Edward Stuart. Also on this very date, 1968, Ricky Lake was born. Uh, how did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? I chose to celebrate by getting drunk and gathering several long-lost twins, neglectful mothers, cheating spouses... <laughs> Troubled teens and people who look like they need makeovers in a room and forcing them to fight to the death in the nude for 10 minutes for an insatiable audience of idiots for way too long. <laughs> Sounds fun. Sounds fun. Court. Don't worry, we'll get to you, Steve. <laughs> On this date, 1933, Salvador Lutteroth establishes Mexican professional wrestling. Uh, also on this very date, 1959, Dave Coulier, American actor, comedian, producer, and screenwriter, was born. Uh, how did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events at Tandem? If you know me, you know that I'm a lucha freak. <laughs> There's nothing I love more than the high-flying antics of people who are buff as hell, but not like in a bodybuilder way. 
<laughs> but in like an old-fashioned muscly guy way <laughs> who also wear masks. There's something about anonymous mayhem that just gets me feeling super jacked and ready to face the day. It's a good thing, too, because when I was a boy, I made a promise. I made a promise that I would bring Dave Coulier to justice. For 20 years, I've tracked my father's killer across the globe. Bangkok, Jakarta, Minneapolis, and finally, Mexico City. Mexico City on Salvador Luderoth Day is like Mexico City on Cinco de Mayo. Lots of people, lots of masks. It would be all too easy for Uncle Joey to disappear among the sea of people. I've paid an army of loyal orphans to act as my eyes, ears, and hand. During the height of the festivities, my most loyalist servant will lure, will lure Coulier into an alley under the pretense of an illegal card game, as it is well known that Dave Coulier is a compulsive gambler, especially in the high-stakes world of back alleys. <laughs> Once alone, I will descend like a bird of prey from the heavens, and I will defeat Coulier in a feat of strength. I will honor my father by carefully unmasking Dave Coulier's face from his skull, and I will wear it in the ring as a reminder to those who would dare cross me. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Very good. Stephen Ferris, on this date, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire's popular song, September, the date September 1st is mentioned in the lyric, Do You Remember the 21st Night of September? Also on this date, 1937, J.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit is published. Uh, How did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Uh, it was only six months earlier that I had bewared the Ides of March. <laughs> I remembered, remembered the 21st of September. Then I listened to Middle Earth, Wind, and Fire. (laughs) 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 Which which is basically a remix of Earth, Wind, and Fire songs with Annie Lennox singing from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the album was called Lord of the Sings. <laughs> I thought about how I read The Hobbit as a kid in school. If I remember correctly, each student took a turn reading a passage, but I don't remember if we ever finished it. I remember that I imagined it all happening in a giant underground cave. That's it. <laughs> Very good, Steve. Oh, that Middle Earth, Wind and Fire. That was right there. That was so good. <laughs> Jesse Jones, on this mm-hmm. date, 2003, the Galileo spacecraft is terminated by sending it into Jupiter's atmosphere. Also, today is Arbor Day in Brazil. Uh, How'd you celebrate all these things all mixed up? Well, I celebrate Brazilian Arbor Day in the traditional way. (laughs) (laughs) 
I draw myself a soothing ginger detox bubble bath <laughs> and ask Alexa to set my favorite Constance Denby album to repeat on Spotify. I'm still not entirely sure which Constance Denby album is your favorite, John, despite having asked you time and time again over the last two years. But mine, even still, as I'm sure you remember, is the powerhouse Novus Magnificat. You should still give it a try if you haven't. Still, still holds up. As usual, I contrast the almost unbearable heat of the bath water wonderfully with the sharp internal chill of Trader Joe's cherry blossom wine which I repeatedly pull from the icy clutches of the old Dutch antique pewter wine chiller, which I purchased on my last cherry blossom wine-fueled Wayfair shopping spree. <laughs> Sometimes I just deserve a present, and I give me what I want whenever I want it. Finally, once bottle three rings out its hollow surrender upon the bathroom tile... <laughs> I'm ready to begin the waxing. <laughs> this day, though, after performing my annual Brazilian Arbor Day Brazilian, <laughs> clearing my unsightly old growth, I was startled to discover a big red spot on the larger of the two orbs nearest my anus. <laughs> it's a Jupiter joke. Uh, <laughs> I observed the spot for a long time until it began to affect my previous understanding of my place in the universe. Finally, with a defiant splash, I proclaimed to myself in no uncertain terms that I was to abandon completely the opinion that the big red spot on my testicle even existed and that it was henceforth not to be spoken of or described in any way whatsoever, whether orally or in tasteful charcoal etchings. <laughs> <laughs> then sinking back into the now only lukewarm waters and feeling the water envelop again my now silken smooth orbs. <laughs> I was greeted by the ethereal chimes of soul's journey beginning again, sweeping me off into an impenetrable soundscape where big red testicle spots feared to tread. <laughs> and the cherry blossom wine flows like cherry blossom wine. <laughs> Very good. Very good. That was This Was Today Once. And uh, to answer your question... Ambrosial waves, healing waters is oh, my favorite oh, constant yeah. Demby album. <laughs> Gave you enough time to search. That's good. What? <laughs> What's that now? Well, that brings us to our next segment called Movie Makeup. Please compose a synopsis based on the following movie titles. Uh, all of tonight's titles uh, were randomly generated by WordCounter.net. WordCounter.net. Check them out. It's free. <laughs> Christy, the name of your movie is called Swallow yellow potato. Swallow yellow potato. <laughs> okay, so hear me out, okay? <laughs> this is going to be a Russian accent, okay. but eventually it'll become Swedish. 
so I wasn't sure. I'm just I was like, you for that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I wasn't sure. Okay, about. okay. So hear me out. It is um, it is the Matrix, but it's set in Russia. Okay, you eat the white potato and you wake up in your bed and you don't know what happened. You return to your life of lies. <laughs> You eat, you eat the yellow potato and the veil of your innocence is ripped from you. You discover the truth. You wake up in a room. There is an orange man and he has wiry blonde hair and he is being pissed on from above. Yes, you wake up, you discover Donald Trump was peed on by Russian hookers. Worse yet, the stream of urine, it flows onto the white potatoes. They become yellow potatoes. You have ingested hooker pee. <laughs> Worse yet, the Russian hooker pee <laughs> was at one point in Donald Trump's mouth. Discovering this fact, discovering the depth of your disgustingness, you projectile vomit in several tiny bits, and there's an alien, and he dodges your bullets of vomit <laughs> in slow motion, very, very cool. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> he collects the bullets of vomit because that is the power source for his race of alien people. <laughs> I am uh, I'm fuzzy on what the Matrix was about. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Christian. <laughs> Very good. Court Hansen, the name of your movie is called Silky Utter Stream. <laughs> <laughs> Silky Utter Stream. Well, mine is also Eastern European themed. <laughs> um, Silky Utter Stream is, uh, it's a mistranslation of the movie that I'm going to describe. <laughs> Slevnost and her animal friends who speak in a comfortable life on a farm in the village of Ukrainian. <laughs> One day, the unfair builder of Grevnov comes from the big city of Kiev to buy the land and turn it into apartment homes. <laughs> Fortunately, good luck has secret weapons. Her milk is best in Ukraine, and one gulp will warm even the coldest heart. If can only be given only one drop of her sweet milk past his lips, Grevnov, will he change his mind and let the farm go? It's a race against the clock as Beaming Cow, Alexi Chicken, and Nicholas Pig exceeds the lavish and beautiful village to save his house. Based on world-famous folklore fairy tale by Semenovich Zakarchuk, <laughs> and with overdubbed the title voice of great talent name as Martin Short, Jim Belushi, and Dave Coulier... <laughs> The Silk Utter Stream is animated party for the whole family. <laughs> Very good. Very good. 
Stephen Ferris, the name of your movie is called The Last Merciful Lick. The what? Last Merciful Lick. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know what people are expecting. <laughs> uh, 82 years old, terminally ill, and in great pain. Heavyweight boxing legend Penny Jawbreaker Jones <laughs> tries to convince his family, friends, doctors, and the state to let him get his last licks in <laughs> out in the ring, hoping that he'll die from the fight. <laughs> he also has to try to get someone to fight him. <laughs> Who doesn't mind killing an 82-year-old boxing legend? <laughs> Mercy comes from former world champion Doug Van Ronaldo, who idolized Penny as a young child. After meeting with Penny in, in a hospice center, he decides he can't watch his childhood hero go out just lying there. So he, he agrees to do the fight. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't write that part in. I felt like it should be explained. Uh, Penny makes sure to make him promise to let him get a few jabs in and uh, a few lighter hits before Doug delivers the last merciful lick. <laughs> However, in addition to Penny's family, friends, doctors, and the state, Doug's lawyers and family don't want him to do the fight either. Spoiler alert, somehow they figure out a way or figure out how to get everyone to go along. Of course, first Penny has to get dangerously close to death, but refuses to die despite pleas from all of those close to him. <laughs> Penny doesn't have time to train, so the fight gets scheduled for the next day. <laughs> In a bizarre twist, the fight ends up healing Penny's illness. <laughs> but Doug doesn't realize what's going on and kills him anyway. Oh, Jesus. Very good, very good. Jesse Jones, yeah. the, name of your, the name of your movie is The Exotic Rebel Spider Ghost. The Exotic Rebel Spider Ghost. Yeah, and this, I mean, it sort of ties into to Christy and, and Quartz. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, this one was super easy because uh, The Exotic Rebel Spider Ghost is actually just the title that Sony is going to have to use for uh, the Japanese theatrical release of Venom. The, the exotic rebel spider ghost. Thank you. <laughs> that was a, there it is. That was the one. <laughs> yeah. I told him I had a one sentence response today <laughs> and it blew his fucking mind. <laughs> Total accident. It was great. It was, I, I, you can't write more. That summed it up perfectly. <laughs> That's very good. This brings us to our final segment of the evening. Sorry, Mike. Uh, called Write an Erotic Poem About It. 
Uh, everyone, please have written an erotic poem in regard to the following things. We'll start with you, Steve Ferris. Please have written an erotic poem in regards to Spanish. Okay, I, I, uh, I titled this one, Mi Casa es Tu Casa. <laughs> it, it's all in Spanish. Uh, it's pretty simple, but you know, you might miss something if you don't know Spanish. And I don't know Spanish, but I, I figured out some, some of this stuff. And <laughs> Mi mano es tu mano. Mi ojo es tu ojo. Mi nariz es tu nariz. Nose. Yeah. <laughs> nose to nose. Mi boca es tu boca. Mi lengua es tu lengua. <laughs> Mi lengua esta en tu boca. <laughs> Mi ropa es tu ropa. Mi mano esta en tu ropa. <laughs> Mi cuerpo, si. Mi cuerpo es tu cuerpo. Mi cuerpo esta en tu boca. <laughs> <laughs> Mi lengua está en tu cuerpo. Mi cuerpo está en tu cuerpo. Acabamos de llegar a eso. Which I think means like we got right down to it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Love language there. <laughs> Christy, let's hear your erotic poem in regards to gangs. Uh, my poem is entitled, Jumped In. <laughs> <laughs> Sweaty legs and fist flying. Each hit more explosive than the last. Such passion. Bang, bang, mang. <laughs> <laughs> How much I know about gangs? Uh, it's a blur of bandanas, oversized denim, and Tweety Bird shirts for some reason. <laughs> I can feel the prickly, prickly prison tattoo needle on my neck. Mark me forever. I'm yours. We reach a fever pitch with the beating. It gets faster and faster and faster and then all of a sudden the blows stop that's it you're in the gang cool in the gang <laughs> now go clean the blood off your grills <laughs> very, very good very good what's that Lily? the show almost over yes it's almost over when you go yeah Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's almost over. Almost. Christy, I feel like you Two watched a gang documentary from like '89. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Probably. Tweety Bird shirts. Yeah. <laughs> like that's. 
<laughs> All right. Court, let's hear your erotic poem in regards to time travel. I've hastily titled this The Futuristic Boy. <laughs> the rev of my machine, the collision of time and space, going back in time and going back in place. Joan of Arc, on your lips I will kiss, and Thomas Edison, I'll touch on your dick. <laughs> Pliny the Elder and his massive dong will make the muses break out in song. Twelve apostles in a desert hut means twelve bearded men to rub on my butt. There's no telling who you'll find in the past, whether your lovemaking is lit by electricity or gas. She'll marvel at your iPhone, he'll be wowed by your clothes, because when you travel through time, anything goes. Very good, very good. Very good. And Jesse Jones, yeah. this is the final prompt of the evening. <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or five more minutes. Yeah. Uh, let's well, hear an erotic poem in regards to the 1989 Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Super Bowl team. <laughs> uh, actually, technically you were wrong. It was the 88 uh, <laughs> Bengals. Uh, the Super Bowl was January 89. I understand. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I understand. So technically this wasn't even the... The Super Bowl Bengals. Uh, <laughs> not that it not that it matters for the purpose of the poem. <laughs> if you're gonna call this a poem. <laughs> my parents wonder in my room, what's all that ruckus? What's the kerfuffle? Staring up at the poster, the fearsome orange and black. I'm ready to scrap. I'm ready to scuffle. <laughs> this me, the, my moans of ecstasy, my throes of passion, impossible to stifle, impossible to muffle. <laughs> While I thrash in bed, alone, but not in my head, in the dark giving myself an icky shuffle. <laughs> Very good. That's the end of Stab. Uh, one more time for all the comedians you've seen this evening. Steve Ferris, Christy Farley, Court Hansen, and Jesse Jones. My name's John Morris Ross IV. Uh, if you'd like to hear more Stabs, go to one of our many online outlets, the primary of which being Stab for Gold, Stab, the number four gold.com. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, SoundCloud. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>